Hey there, I'm Peter Alsop. Today's song to chew is Inspection. It's on my In the Hospital album. It's kind of a hospital rap song. Being inspected while we're in a hospital is something we expect, but our usual sense of personal physical privacy is challenged regularly by doctors and nurses and assistants who want to make sure we're okay, even to the point of waking us up at night to make sure we're sleeping okay. We'll chew on some of the things we can do to make a hospital stay less invasive and more caring after we listen to our song to chew for today from In the Hospital. Here's Inspection. Inspection present harms. Oh no, inspection again, they did it before. Then hundreds of nurses march in the door with doctors and lab techs 50 or more. Come on, they say, now take off your clothes. I can't, I say, I'll catch cold, I'll be froze. But they take it all off, except for my nose. I know. They look in your throat and your ears and your eyes and they write in their charts and they look very wise and you feel like flypaper covered with flies. They flip me and flop me and crank up my bed. They stick their big faces right over my head. And sometimes their breath is like garlicky bread. Mm. Each specialist looks for a special disease. The asthma nurse, she always wants me to wheeze, and she hands me a tissue each time that I sneeze. Yeah, an old doctor checks for earwax and pimples. A lab tech measures the depth of my dimples. An intern tucks on my skin to check skin pulls. Yeah! But the real skin checker is a doctor named Danny. He checks me completely, each wrinkle and cranny, from the wart on my neck to the crack in my fanny. One mashes my tongue with a stick. Say ah, so I do, but she squashes too hard for my jaw, so I tell her ah, 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 ah. A physical therapist wiggles my knees. The hemo guy's happy adjusting IVs. The nurse who checks toes, she never says please. When I go in a bedpan, these people discuss it. It's gross. They go back in a room where they mush it and save it or something. At home, we just flush it. Yuck. They come by with needles, and then they begin to poke extra holes I don't need in my skin. They keep taking stuff out and putting stuff in. Like my finger gets poked when the nurse needs more blood, and it trickles a little like drops of red mud. But that's not enough for her. She needs a flood. She squeezes and pulls till more blood comes out. Nobody tells me what it's all about, and it makes me so mad that I just want to shout. I know. Inspection, inspection, there's just no excuse to treat us this way. This is child abuse, so I'll go to the top. I'll call Dr. Seuss. Okay. He'll make them all leave. He'll be very polite. And he'll understand when we talk this way, right? Right. He might even hug us. Who knows? He just might. So listen, you kids, if you're feeling stressed and you're in the hospital, we would suggest that, that you, you better, better go home if you want any rest. That was me and Bill Harley reciting this song that I wrote with Penny Peffley, one of the pediatric nurses who helped us put this whole project together. I played my mouth spoons just to help things along. Today's children are being raised in a more permissive manner with lots of choices and control over daily activities. Along with that, we've also carefully taught them that it's their body, and they can say no. This all changes in the hospital. They may feel trapped and humiliated, helpless, angry, as stranger after stranger invades their privacy, looking at and doing things to their body and discussing them with other strangers. Children who withdraw become passive and compliant, and good patients are in no less need of our attention than the ones whose coping style is to protest and resist. It's possible for us to give useful, medically correct, and efficient care to a diabetic or a fractured femur patient without really connecting emotionally with that person inside. But it is so important for us to honor and pay attention to a child's own tentative sense of self-worth. We want to answer and attend to their questions, allow and make room for their feelings to surface, and remember that they too have a right to know what's happening to them. We let the child know the healthcare worker's names if they don't introduce themselves as a way of empowering the child. 
This is Tim, and he's here to listen to your lungs. This also helps to personalize the experience. It's important that a child feels they have an advocate. Even though we can't rescue them from some of the unpleasant or embarrassing situations, we can still be present to offer support. Some hospitals have child life staff people who support and advocate for children when parents can't be there themselves. It's very comforting for a child to know that a particular nurse or other caring adult who knows them and their parents will look out for whatever emotional needs come up. We also want to make sure the child receives age-appropriate explanations for things that are done. Younger children in particular may need very careful explanations of procedures like catheterization or cast removal since their perceptions can be quite distorted. We always offer plenty of opportunities to express feelings after procedures and exams. If possible, we allow children to wear their own pajamas, clothing, or underwear. It helps them retain their sense of identity in the midst of a strange environment. Some children respond to the stress of hospitalization with regressive behaviors, thumb-sucking, tantrums, bedwetting, nail-biting baby talk, or whining. This can be embarrassing or upsetting for parents. But if we think about how we cope with stress and realize that we all have different ways of doing that, children's choices are simply more limited. It helps to recognize that it's temporary and that the behavior may be their way of feeling safe or comforting themselves and that once it is no longer needed, it will disappear. Lastly, we want to remember the healing power of humor. It happens naturally when we all recognize some of the similar human behaviors we rely on to get us through difficult times. We never, ever tease. But if we can enjoy a good laugh at ourselves or something that connects us, that humor has a way of decreasing stress and helping all of us get beyond some tough situations. This happened when I was with my wife in Australia. Our album had just been released, and I played it for our host and his mother. He was a famous Australian football star. And when we got to the section of the song that goes, The real skin checker is a doctor named Danny. He checks me completely, each wrinkle and cranny, from the wart on my neck to the crack in my fanny. His mother's jaw dropped open and she turned a bit pale, aghast. He literally fell off his chair laughing hysterically. I had no idea what upset his mother and was so funny to him. When he caught his breath, he explained that in Australia, England, and the rest of the UK, the word fanny doesn't mean your butt like it does in the United States. It's a slang term for a woman's private parts. We had no idea. That's really the only time I've ever heard anyone comment on it, but now we know and we all laughed. Being in a hospital is usually an important and serious occasion. But it all becomes a bit easier if we remember that we're all humans who are going through this trial together in the hope of returning to good health. I'm Peter Alsop, and I'll be back soon with another song to chew. Bye for now.